like I like what we're talking about right now. It kind of goes with that. The pressure is just like that's where growth is going to happen. I'm having this hard feeling right now, and this is what's going to grow me closer to God. This is what's going to get me to start speaking the truth over myself. This is what's going to get me to go above that with Him and know that like it's not out of my strength. It's out of His strength. So anytime you do feel, if you still struggle with stuff like that, like it's just to bring us closer to him because it's an emotion. It's a feeling that we feel. Mm-hmm. We all, I feel like we all and feel legit. it. Legit <laughs> and he's not intimidated by it. No. Like, and what you said is so powerful. Cause like, I've gotten to know God as father in mm-hmm. a different way this past year. Wow. I really have like, and it's like until you let your weakness show, his strength can't make up the difference for it. You know, like you're walking around like you got it all together. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, well, there's no room for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not that he can't fill it. Mm-hmm. It's it's that you're not even acknowledging that it's empty. you are listening to the higher you podcast this is episode two season two and we have our first guest josh amell finally here <laughs> i'm jonathan your host and i'm here with alexis yeah. co-host of the higher view podcast and we are joined by mel and josh uh, some very good friends of ours um we have met them at the church and we all serve together every morning we haven't really hung out besides this time and another time but we see each other every single week yeah which is pretty cool but um yeah, the uh, Josh and Mel, you actually, you guys actually have a production company that you guys do. It was uh, JMD. Yeah, JMD yes, Productions. JMD Productions. Yeah. JMD Productions. So, wanted to shout you guys out with that. Um, I know you guys are in the the creative field, the entrepreneur field, which me and like like we said before, we we look up to you guys in that in that area because that's something that we also you know we want to dive into that field ourselves. Yes, sir. Um, also, by the way, if you're watching the video. I do not wear glasses, but I have a black eye right now. <laughs> so I'm wearing glasses to cover it up. Um, but first of all, I just want to thank you guys for being on the podcast. All right. Ava. And <laughs> Our dog Ava wants to join wants to us. Especially guess Ava. Well. <laughs> She's going to sit on my lap. <laughs> she wants to like my ginger. <laughs> Our dog is trying to join the podcast right now. <laughs> okay. All right, Ava. Come on. Get down, mama. Come on. Let's get down. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Well, I just want to thank you guys uh, for taking the time to be here and support us in this way. We really, really appreciate that. And mm-hmm. uh, we know you guys love us. We love you guys. Yes, so I just want to say thank you guys for doing this. Yeah. Um, but we'll we'll just start out, like we said before, we'll start out, how, how how's life? You know, how's life been going for you guys? Um, what's some, some good things that's been going on? Um, what, do, what do you guys feel like has been, been going good in y'all's lives so far? Well, it's been, sorry, Ava's looking my Come here, Ava. <laughs> Come here. Um, first of all, thank you guys so much for yeah, inviting us. Y'all. We're so excited to be here. First time I've been on the podcast, so yeah. this, is a, this is a cool experience. Like in person, you yeah, know, 2020, yeah. it was like virtual interviews and stuff mm-hmm. like that sometimes. But yeah, this is this is pretty cool. Yeah. 
Um, man, this past year has been a whole whirlwind. Yeah. Um, kind of don't know where to start. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel you. The, the beginning of the year of 2024 is already so much has happened. Right. So much. Yeah. So much already. Just in, just in this month. Yeah. yeah we, uh, we, we moved to Fort Worth in the December 2022. So we've been here just a little over a year and a month now. Okay. And, uh, you know, still, still getting acclimated, yeah. you know, to, you know, the new, surroundings and stuff like that you know mel was born in tulsa and i pretty much you know grew up there you know i i moved there to go to college in 2006 and graduated in, in 2010 and you know start working in my career field uh, as a, a video editor for a christian media company did that for eight and a half years got married during that time in 2015 and so you know moving to texas is is it's been different, it's but a big step, for, big step yeah. for us. But uh we're grateful we took that step yeah. for sure. Well, we dug our heels in now. Yeah, so we're, we're Texans. <laughs> we're officially Texans <laughs> on the surface. I don't know right. how these things. <laughs> I think I remember last time I asked you guys, like, or I think I was talking to you, Josh. Mm-hmm. Like, how how are you guys getting kind of with the transition? How does it feel like from Oklahoma to Texas? So does it feel like a little more like homey to you guys? Does it? It's it's starting to yeah it's starting to feel you know homie but that'll probably take a while still because like I said you know I grew up there in a sense you know Tulsa's where she's from so all her friends and, and stuff are there and family is there so going to going somewhere where you don't really have that kind of connection like that mm-hmm. you know that takes time and that takes that takes time to build you know trust with different people and and all that stuff so. You know, but you also, in the same token, you start to learn a lot about yourselves when, mm-hmm. when you're not in those familiar settings and surroundings around those familiar people. It's like, okay, it's 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 you and I right now, and mm-hmm. you know, just you know, figuring that out, figuring figuring out that dynamic and stuff. So um, that's really been uh, a blessing to to process that. Uh, honestly, I mean, I will say that from my perspective. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think that's facts. Like moving to a different city from where you're born. I think that's like one of the best things that you can do for your personal growth and development. Yeah. Getting out of like what you're most comfortable with mm-hmm. from like the city that you're born, it's going to throw you on a whole different route. In yeah. Life. Like you, yeah. your whole perspective is going to be changed. You, like you said, you have to trust new people, mm-hmm. which is probably one of the biggest mm-hmm. reasons why people don't want to do it. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think that's great. Um, it's really cool that, you know, you guys came from Transformation Church, which anybody that I've encountered from that church has just has a glow on them. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I've never been there. I, I hope you know, it's the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it is. Like, there is definitely something about that church. You know, like that church is definitely anointed. That church is definitely it has such a powerful touch on it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, for sure. And mm-hmm. you can just tell in like the sermons that they preach where they're at. Like. And in, in, uh, like by the naked eye, they have, you know, like a big church and stuff, but behind the scenes and in, in a church aspect, like yeah. we can see, like, they're actually doing something right. Yeah. Like they're, they're, yeah. They have a touch on them. So how did you, how did you guys know that you were supposed to come here to Texas? Like what made you want to come here? That's a great question. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to make a statement that's probably like... <laughs> It's probably like a contrary to popular belief mm-hmm. thing, but I don't think you ever really know. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I think that 
Okay, so I have this whole theory about knowing. Like mm. we as humans, we always want to know. Like I want to be 100% sure mm. this is the person I'm supposed to marry. This is the job I'm supposed to take. This is the city I'm supposed to live in. This is the dog I'm supposed to buy. This is the <laughs> cereal I'm supposed to eat today. Like we just want to know everything. Yeah. And we there's some things that we don't know. Like the Bible says we see through a glass darkly, you know, and people prophesy in part, know in part, see in part. Like there's a lot of part in the mm-hmm. Bible where it talks about humans. God is all knowing and yeah. God is omniscient. And so- um, I think at the hem of it, helm of it rather, like we were really just trusting God to open a door for us. Mm-hmm. And when we saw the door, he like he presented, he said, Hey, you have the opportunity to walk through this door. Yeah. Um, and so we had been praying about it. I mean, honestly, since we got married, we knew we weren't gonna be living in Tulsa at some point. Right. It's just kind of been a thing. And we've been married eight years as of last October. Wow. Um, Congrats, y'all. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. It's almost a decade. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Um, and eight years was big for us. Like it was mm-hmm. really, really big with new beginnings, you know? Um, but yeah, like at the time that we, you know, kind of were presented with the idea of moving to Texas, it was like, really? Like right now? Is it, yeah. is this it? You know, cause we'd been waiting for like seven and a half years at the time. It's like, do we really think that this is God or do we really feel like this is a moment, you know? that this door is opening and maybe this is one that we should really walk through. Cause there were a, a couple other op- opportunities for us to move out of Tulsa before. Mm-hmm. And it just, something wasn't right. It wasn't coming together the way, you know, like yeah. um, blessing of the Lord makes rich and has no sorrow to it. And it's like, there's going to be a little bit of just something that's not really like fully fleshed out on this end. And we just didn't feel peace about it. We prayed about it and we ended up staying in Tulsa and, even in that, it was like an obedient step to say yeah. like, okay, let's fulfill an assignment here. Let's not just be here because we're stuck here in the meantime. Because I, I mean, it's my hometown. Like I could live there forever and be fine and just travel. <laughs> but at the same time, I knew that what we had needed to go to another city too. And mm-hmm. we needed to go back and build in Tulsa, but we also needed to um, be connected to other communities as well. And so, yeah, so when we were presented with the opportunity to move out here, a door opened um, with this church here and it was just it, everything just started coming together. It was like yeah. almost way too easy, <laughs> yeah. like too fast, too easy. Like it was like, is this really happening? Wait, is this already taken care of? This is almost the exact amount that we need for this. <laughs> and like, like just different. There's so many little markers. A lot of mind blowing. Yeah. Like down that, to yeah. big people. Like, so to give you a little bit of backstory, um, so my dad has lived or had lived in Atlanta, Georgia for like almost 10 years. My parents were split um, and he'd been living there and he lived in this like, like kind of like a senior community, like not a old folks home or anything like that, but it's just like a community where they have certain amenities and stuff like that for people who are a little older because he was Mm -hmm. in his seventies. And, um, and so he'd been living there and we're like, dad, you, it might be kind of time for you to move back to Tulsa, you know, like just be back around some family. And so he's starting to do like little old man stuff and (laughs) 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 kind of be in his own little world. And, you know, like he's, he's the most personable person you will ever meet. Like he's so, um, extroverted, like Mm -hmm. to the max. He wanted to always meet you, know your name, you know, hear about your whole life story (laughs) and then tell you his. (laughs) And he was going to do his radio announcer voice and W-Y-L-D and talk about when he was a DJ in New Orleans. And, you know, he's just the most animated person. So um, so he was still, like, thriving and doing well. But also I was concerned about stuff with his health. I'm like, what are you eating? Is anybody taking care of you? Have you been to the doctor? You know, just regular things that 
if he was in town, then we probably would have been, you know, helping him with and stuff like that. So we kind of had tried to make plans for him to move back to Tulsa. Um, but stuff just kept falling through. We were trying to find another community where the, like the cost would be similar because he was living off social security and just a lot of different things. So worked it out. My godfather ended up buying him a plane ticket and we got him into a place and we got him there October, 2022. So Mm -hmm. this is at this point, we had basically made up our minds that we were going to move to Texas, but we didn't, we hadn't set an exact date yet. Um, cause I was like, well, yeah, we just, you know, I'm trying to move my dad back to Tulsa, also, my sister had been diagnosed with breast cancer. Mm. She's 30 years 30 years old at the time. Yeah. At the time, yeah. Yeah. Um, so super wild. She's yeah. like, I mean, everybody's way too young for cancer, but she right. was way too young yeah. for cancer. Um, and just out of nowhere. And so we're, you know, grappling with that. Like she was getting ready to uh, possibly do treatment in Houston, Texas. And so we were trying to navigate a lot of things. It was a big season for our church. Um, just a lot of busy, busy going on. And so just had to try to find the still and the quiet and like, God, do you really want me to move away from my hometown when my dad just got here and my sister is about to go through one of the hardest things in her life? Wow. And, um, so that was, that was especially on me. I mean, on us, cause he's, I mean, Josh is, he, they couldn't be no closer. Like that was his blood sister. Yeah. You know? So, um, so it felt like, man, like, should we be leaving right now? But so many other things started lining up that it felt like, man, we can't not, yeah. you know, wow. we can't not um, go see what's behind this door. Like we can't, like God is presenting something to us and it feels like, yeah, if we go and participate and do this, then, you know, this would be a faith step, which means that God will have to take care of the the faith that we got on this other end. Like mm-hmm. he has to take care of the family stuff. And so um, it was a huge faith step for us, not just because it was like leaving my hometown, but because, you know, we, what we were walking away from and like, and it showed a relinquishing of control that I think is important. Cause again, we like to know, you know, like humans, we really like to know and have control, yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially me. Real. Like I'm kind of a control freak sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Josh can probably attest to that. <laughs> Aren't we but, all uh, some right, yeah, yeah, you know. So it was difficult, but it also, there was so much peace that followed at the same time. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget um, I was kind of nervous to tell my family, but we had had this worship night to kind of pray over my sister and just worship mm-hmm. with her before she was about to go into her first round of chemotherapy. And it was at a friend's house. So it was just, you know, a small group of us with family. And um, afterwards, I pulled my brother and sister and my mom to the side and we told them like, hey, so y'all know we've been going back and forth to this church in Texas and we're feeling like God is calling us to and destiny. My sister cut us off. She's like, you're moving to Texas. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. <laughs> She's like, Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for you guys. And I, I mean, I broke down cause yeah. that was, that's what I needed, wow. you know? And she didn't know. I, I had no idea how she was going to react or how my family was going to react at all, but they were all just like 100% like, yes, go. We support you. Um, you know, we'll figure it out kind of yeah. thing. And, um, what was really crazy is so we moved my dad there in October. My sister started her cancer treatment. Um, we made plans to move. We're working on getting out of our lease in our apartment, all of that. And then we hit December. We moved December 6th um, to Fort Worth. And it's like a huge, I don't know, just a big deal moment right there. But a month later, my dad passed away. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so it was like, whoa. 
was mm-hmm. not expecting that. Mm-hmm. Um, he wasn't sick. You know, it was like he was like I said, he was the most larger than life personality. So he just I just expected him to outlive all of us. Mm-hmm. I didn't I did not expect that. Yeah. And um and so, you know, that that took a toll. Mm-hmm. Um at the same time, I know, you know, we were just going through a whole lot, just transitional navigating like depression and um, issues in our marriage and just like stuff coming to the surface. Because yeah. when we got moved away from what was familiar, it's like all this stuff kind of started coming up. And so, um, so yeah, we just, we made a resolve, like, God, if you brought us here, then there must have been reasons that it's not, you know, because I was gone that this happened mm-hmm. or it's not because we made a decision that, you know, that we missed out on something or whatever. It's like really saying like, okay, God, you've opened up this new assignment for us. We want to be faithful with this new assignment that you've given us because the same way we were faithful to stay, we want to be faithful to go, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, and I truly believe God blessed it because in retrospect, I was able to see like, wow, I got two and a half months with my dad yeah. in town. Like I got to see him every week and be around him and, make memories and stuff and you know that I wouldn't have had if he was in Atlanta and had passed away. That was wow. So he lived in Atlanta? Okay. And then he went to Oklahoma. Yeah, we moved him back to Oklahoma in October. God God literally ordained all of that before you knew Mm -hmm. what anything was gonna happen. And then my sister ended up starting um treatment in Houston in February. So this like January my dad passed away. February my sister moves to Houston to continue cancer treatment. So I went to Houston for the first week when she had surgery and just all this other stuff. And um, it was just, I was like a whirlwind of things. At the same time, we're just hanging on by a thread in our own household, just yeah. trying to figure out like, <laughs> even if we didn't live in another city, I think that it, it just took a toll, just everything emotional, the grieving for sure of several things at the same time. Yeah. Um, when I, when we saw you guys, I remember we would see you here and there. Like we, there was just like little seeds being planted, I feel like, like in our relationship mm-hmm. a little mm-hmm. bit. I would have never have known that you guys were walking through all that stuff. And I remember like when you guys came over for the first time, you, Josh, like shared things that you were walking through and what y'all were walking through together. And we never would have known that just because of like what you carry on your life and how wow. you just... Like when you walked into the church, it was about others. Mm-hmm. It wasn't about how you guys are feeling or how you got what you guys are going through. Like you went there to serve the church, to serve what God wants you to do here. And it's just so amazing that you were able to put that in the place it needed to be and go and take care of it outside. It's almost like when you go into work, mm-hmm. like leave home stuff at home. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it felt like. Like it didn't wow. like you guys weren't walking around with the victimizing yeah. spirit. You guys weren't walking around like with it on your shoulder. Like you guys always had your heart on your sleeve. And that's one thing like what really I admired about you guys, like you guys, like just your personality, the way you love others in the church. It was just really special. So I would have never known that y'all walked through all of that. So I think it's amazing that y'all, I don't know. And I, you know, we don't see that kind of stuff on ourselves. You know, you probably never realize that. (laughs) Yeah. you, yeah, Yeah. you, You don't ever know. That's why, you know, you always got to treat people with kindness or respect, Absolutely. with love, the love of Christ, unconditional agape love. And, and, uh, yeah, that, that's really, I mean, I, I know that's really big for me, uh, treating every, everyone with respect and, and with love. And, you know, what you can place in this place, you do that. Um, but, you know, when you get in the house of God and, and when you, cause honestly, in a church setting on a Sunday morning, like you, 
the people that serve with you, you most of the time you probably only see them that day. Yeah. And so like you just don't there's so many, many hours in the week that you just don't know what they had to face that week. And so when they get in this in the setting like that, like you just want to be loving and open and that's always been a huge thing for me. So to hear you say that is like, well, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome that's- because, you know, what we were going through, you know, a lot of people didn't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Y'all did that for us. Mm-hmm. Like the the time that we, you know, came to your house and you're just like, come over and let's just connect. Let's talk. And then it ended up being a really healing conversation. It was. You had no idea how much we needed. That's so awesome. I love to hear that. Because we, we have no other intention but to just be raw. Like, yeah. We don't, mm-hmm. we don't want to like, we don't have any agenda. Like. We like people that can just chill, like have a yeah. conversation. You know, like if That's if you have to like if I have to hang around you and you have to have like have like a fake smile or have like a fake have to just fake anything. Fake, just not being yeah, authentic and real. Like. But no, that's definitely something that me and Lex alone have talked about, like about you guys. Like just the way that you guys carry yourselves, like through situations wow. because obviously when we had that conversation it kind of gave us a little bit of insight of what's going on and after that conversation we we're like dude like that's crazy that they carry themselves like that because we would never we wouldn't have any idea we, had, mm-hmm. we would have no idea and it's just amazing that you guys can carry that and still walk through what you guys are doing and serve every single weekend and just be the joyful people that you guys are and also right? step wow. into the leadership that y'all have stepped into mm-hmm. like on top of all of that mm-hmm. yeah. i can only imagine you know obviously like we were talking about earlier we're st- always still learning in relationships mm-hmm. like our, our marriages we're always still learning and learning new things about each other mm-hmm. about the other person or about ourselves but i can only imagine how much growth that uh, it that has sparked between you guys of, of mm-hmm. moving, having that yeah. big change. Oh, absolutely. And mm. with all of that going on, like all of that makes going on, even besides the move, like with your family, all that stuff going on with your family, like that's crazy. That's wild to still have the faith and the motivation alone to move to a whole different state while yeah. all that's going on. And even to have the lens that you were having, like you said, like about, seeing how God ordained the steps mm-hmm. with your dad. And instead of being like, wow, God, like how come this happened and I wasn't there? Like, why'd you call us to move here now mm-hmm. when all of this is going on? And then look, my dad passed away. Look, my sister's going through this. But instead you chose to have the lens of what God's, like it's not based off of our own understanding. And you chose to look at like, okay, God, I don't understand, but I see the way you did this. And that's a blessing to me. And that became your story. And I know that will probably bless somebody listening to this. Like you never know what they're walking through or if they lost somebody special to them. You know, they feel like it's the wrong time, but now they can see that it's not the wrong time. It was the right time. You know, no man knows like how our days are numbered, but we don't know the number. Like, Mm -hmm. so we try to live every single day as if, you know, it's pleasing to God and we're living life to our fullest and having shared memorable experiences. And they were glorifying God in our lives as well. Like Like, that's what I want to be known for. That's what we want to be known for. (laughs) More than anything else. (laughs) Like I want to be like, you know what? That, that woman glorified God, that marriage glorified God, that family glorified God. Like, 
I want that to yeah. be the testimony. So how did you, I know you want to say something. something you know, what? What are you about to say? Okay. Um, how I'll, did you. I'll, I'll save it. I, I, I can save yeah, it. Yeah, don't lose it. Okay. <laughs> um, how did you guys keep, like what, I, I mean, we know like, you know, if you have a relationship with God in the center, it will never fail. But what is some stuff like personally in y'all's marriage? Like how did y'all walk through that? Like, do you guys feel like it brought you closer together walking through all of that? It definitely and did. Absolutely. Did y'all like have a lot of times of like, because you know, like we come together um, and have like worship nights with people or mm-hmm. if you have like Bible studies, like did y'all experience a lot of that time together, like praying together and talking to God together? Like what did y'all, because every relationship is different mm-hmm. with God. So we can be honest, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For no. Sure. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. why I want to hear that yeah. because we would think like, you know, sometimes I'll be real and honest. Like <laughs> everybody wants to, you know, like yeah. we're believers right. yeah. and faith is at the center. Honestly, I say this all the time. I don't know how people live without Jesus. Life yeah. is hard. Like yeah. if you watching this and you don't have Jesus, like please get him. Just, just lock in. He's omnipotent present he's right where you are just say lord i invite you into this situation i open the door and he'll be right there it's different because it, man i don't know how we ever have thought as a society that we could live without him <laughs> and how people are doing this with i don't know how people do grief without him i don't know how people do marriage without him yeah. i don't know how people do singlehood without him. like i don't know how we do life without him. um but yeah like it, it was definitely um challenging to remember the why like to to get back to the roots of like okay this is the commitment that you made to each other like this ring is a symbol of the commitment you made it's not just an ornament you know it's like this really means something and why did god bring us together Mm -hmm. even deeper than like our vows and our agenda and our plans like Mm -hmm. god what were you what kind of atomic bomb were you trying to create (laughs) when you put these two personalities together you know He's very reserved <laughs> and quiet. And like, especially when we were first dating and when I first met him, he's kind of like, he's like a homebody, like chill. I'm like, let's go out. Let's go do something. Yeah. And like, I'm, not, I call myself an extroverted introvert because I'm extroverted because I know my calling and it's people, <laughs> but I really enjoy like quiet time at home. Like if I'm at home by myself, the TV probably never comes on. I just, I, I've grown to just embrace that. So like I recharge that way. Um, but I love people and I love like meaningful connection like this. So, um, being away from my people was challenging. Mm -hmm. And then when I was grieving, it was more challenging because it's like, oh my gosh, now all the people that I normally would like lean on are like, let me just go to my friend's house and just get away from this for a moment. Like I had no escape almost. Mm -hmm. And like, we don't, I don't even have like a, you know, you have like your place, like your coffee shop or Mm -hmm. like your go-to bookstore or whatever. Like I didn't have a place here yet. I was like, where we just moved. It was like a month later, you know, it's crazy. And, uh, and even before my dad's passing, like Josh was already battling a lot mentally, like Mm -hmm. his mental health was really suffering and that was taking a toll on our communication and stuff. So, um, but when we first got married, we had this mantra, we pray all the time, Lord, bring us closer to you and closer together. It was like, if we get that in order, like if we get closer to God, then after that, then he'll eventually start just yeah. inching us. You know? <laughs> like, even when we don't want to, like, like I'm mad at you right now, but then, okay, God. And he starts softening my heart. And then eventually I'm like, okay, so let's, you know, um, so I don't know if you want to no. say something. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, I've I've been finding recently in life in this kind of season that I'm just this human experience that I'm experiencing Mm -hmm. in in this thing we call life. 
I've been finding that doing the most uncomfortable things, like when we feel that kind of pushback, mm-hmm. like if, if you're going to go like talk to a stranger, uh, just somebody random, if you're at the store, you're going to talk to a stranger, feeling that kind of rush feeling inside. People mm. would say anxiety. I don't, I wouldn't say anxiety. Yeah. It's just like a human thing. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm very careful about what I label anxiety, but good. I think facing and chasing that I've been finding that I have the best outcomes mm-hmm. uh, when, when I do chase after that. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm sure moving to a whole different state when all that's going on, you're definitely having all of those feelings and probably much more. Oh yeah. And obviously you guys can see now, like there's such a much more better outcome mm-hmm. from, from moving for, uh, sure. for, for, from doing that. Um, and even from like, my little things in the morning, taking like an ice cold shower when it's 20 degrees outside <laughs> and yeah. I get out of the shower and I, and I feel amazing. God. I'm like, wow, like that was so worth it. <laughs> no, it's great. You guys should try it. No. Like the, ben- the benefits behind that is what he's saying. Yeah. I yeah. believe you, but I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna believe you. <laughs> <laughs> just those little things though, you know, like, and, and I was telling her like with, uh, this last time I was sparring in the gym this past Thursday, I just felt so much more of a calmness uh, mm. when I was in the ring. And this time it just felt different. It just felt like when I was in the ring, I felt calm. Nothing else mattered in the world. Wow. And I had one of my best days of sparring ever. And mm-hmm. I, before I spar, like every time before I spar, I'm, I'm nervous. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what's about to happen. I don't even know who I'm about to spar. Mm-hmm. But chasing that, like going after that, like, I don't know who I'm about to spar, but I'm just going to go in and do it. Mm-hmm. always has like the best outcome like chasing always. the wow. uncomfortableness yeah chasing that uncomfortableness and i've really we really have made it a staple in our life to have that uncomfortableness always like I try. whatever we do and yeah it's it's hard to do it's a hard thing to chase but like i said it has the best best outcomes yeah i would say i mean if y'all have heard some of our episodes mm-hmm. um i would talk a lot about like i like to get up early in the morning yeah. and i want to but i have a very hard time to like five mm. o'clock, you know, mm. it's hard because I like you feel me right now. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm the person that can wake up early and be fine, but her, it's a struggle. It's, it's, because it's like it's uncomfortable. Yeah, it is uncomfortable. <laughs> but when we do that, because I've experienced doing it, mm-hmm. that's why I want to keep doing it because yeah, it's mm-hmm. so rewarding. Like waking up at that time and just going after God's presence and heart when I wake up, like I don't have to, like when I wake up later, I'm already thinking about what's going on that day. Mm-hmm. I'm already thinking about, oh, I have to get to this place. Oh, I have to do this, I have to do this. When I wake up early, I feel like I have that room to just go after God's heart and presence and take my time to get to like whatever I want to do. Like mm-hmm. if I want to read or, um, you know, do the dishes or just get a little stuff done in the house before I start my day. Like, I just feel like it's a reward um, when I get to do that. But it, it is very uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable. Um, but a shift that I'm currently made and I it started today is I just woke up and I just turned on worship music right away. Mm. Like I have my phone right there. I've been doing on, that too. I put on my blue light glasses because I don't want my eyes to look at blue light right before I <laughs> see sunlight. <laughs> Yeah, that's what he has. These are blue. Makes a difference because if you watch like a show or TV or you're on your phone before you go to sleep, you really your eyes are supposed to see the natural sunlight. The last thing you do, and 
the first thing you do because mm. it helps with like your rhythm or whatever and it helps like when a you sleep it helps mm. with a lot of things wow um, so i never when, knew that yeah because like the blue light is super like um it's just not good for us mm-hmm. um it's like synthetic or it's there's just some something, stuff behind it some stuff really about it what it does to your brain yeah, so gotcha. the blue light glasses protect and there are some on amazon for only 11 dollars <laughs> you're like right. for and you get two of them for 11 bucks yeah. oh, that's so i'll send you all the i'll send you all the link <laughs> yes, with that please. one yes, please. yeah because i work with you can find the link below and i'm just joking i, <laughs> I work with screens all day like yeah. at work mm-hmm. and i would leave work just strained like, yeah my eyes feel like they're about to pop out of my head yep. and i have a headache and ever since i started wearing these blue light glasses dramatic difference wow. like crazy difference and even like when we watch our shows like at night yeah for watching tv we'll put them on and we won't feel like as like active like our brains won't active. be as active when we go to sleep mm. so it's wow. made a big difference yeah because that could be the reason why you're just sitting there just thinking so much because yeah. your brain and that's me yeah i think <laughs> a lot and it keeps me up it, it either if it's nighttime it either keeps me up if i wake up early it like just causes a delay in the start of my day because i'm just thinking about a whole lot of stuff but when you're talking about like you know uh prayer and worship and stuff like that early in the morning that it sets the tone for the day oh yeah and for me i know i've, I've got to get better at that like waking up earlier because i was doing it for a period of time i was doing the 75 hard thing and i would go work out in the morning and like it just really set the tone for my day just from a, a physical like you know physically but like like prayer and worship and stuff like that. Like I know I've got to get better at doing that early in the morning because it sets the tone for the day, and it just like so to me it feels like anything that you encounter during the day is like Lord I spent my time with you. You're in control of that situation. So and you know so I I know I've got to, I for myself I know I've got to get yeah. better at doing that. There's even like different forms because for me I feel like we're kind of similar in the way that we mm-hmm. think like, we're both kind of like reserved in a way yeah and then we're similar but in the mornings it's it, it's different like I'm, I'm i don't always count on doing the same thing because when i get in like a repetition of mm-hmm. like always putting on music when mm-hmm. i drive to work because that's usually like my time when i always put on music it's like i just did this like yesterday and it feels like a pattern now and gotcha. it, it's just not hitting as much gotcha. so sometimes i'll put on music and mm-hmm. that'll be like my time with god and i'm just chilling and listening to worship sometimes it'll be a sermon mm-hmm. sometimes it's just sitting in silence mm-hmm. sometimes it's just me like listening to what god wants to speak for the yeah. day and me just talking to god on the way to work so i always try to switch it up i try to switch it up and that i feel like that's been really helping me it, it keeps things on the edge I love that. different I think that's great and and like even earlier when i i said it jokingly but kind of serious like <laughs> you asked us about you know did you guys just come together and pray and all of that through that difficult time and i said no it was because we weren't coming together and praying and all that because we were at odds mm-hmm. like so it it helped that like i would come home one day and he'd be in the living room and have worship music playing and be on the couch in tears and just worship, you know, like mm-hmm. just letting God minister his heart. And I would just go in the bedroom, just close the door, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm going to let him have this moment. Cause God, whatever you need to work out, like I'm not, you know, um, and the same thing with me, like sometimes it's therapeutic from even simple stuff. Like I can be doing my hair and, you know, it's women, especially like black girl magic that goes into <laughs> doing this <laughs> poof on my head. Right. Uh, I can be in there for hours. Like, mm-hmm. And so I just, I turned, I was like, let's just make this more Jesus time. Like I could use all the Jesus time I can get. Just let him love on me. Let him 
minister to me and you know and it becomes like that is my routine but it's not so routine that it becomes religious and yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know tradition and, and it's just a mindless routine you know mm. um but i think that that's important because it builds discipline and the things that like you were talking about getting comfortably uncomfortable basically yeah. like the things that are uncomfortable are the ones that produce muscle and yeah. produce mm-hmm. you know like the tension produces strength and um, so it's it was very uncomfortable in our household for that season. Yeah. Our communication was trash. Like just being honest, it was awful. You know, it was yeah. awful. There, um, was, there were talks of divorce. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We, we, you know. And yeah. my six foot five, very strong, very strong willed, strong minded husband was learning how to be vulnerable for mm-hmm. like probably the first time, really, really, really being like soul level for yeah. vulnerable you know like because like stuff like you know a man crying or something like that like that's just looked at in society as like oh weakness oh, yeah. he's weak or you know we were talking about earlier like you're a girl don't show emotion but mm-hmm. like it, that shouldn't be a case like because emotions aren't masculine or feminine mm-hmm. they're just emotions they're mm-hmm. just part of our human experience mm-hmm. and um and so you know like we had gotten to that level and i thought like oh surely he can be vulnerable with me but there was stuff going on deep in the recesses of his mind his heart his spirit that he wasn't sharing and saying and outwardly being open with me with and um you know so it was causing like i could feel the the disconnect on yeah. certain things and my position, because I'm, I'm the type that wants to have the conversation, work it out. Like, let's deal with it now. Let's just dive in and let's just dig up the root. And like, <laughs> and he's like, I need to process. <laughs> and he's a contemplator. Like, you know, like you said you'd be up all night thinking. And, yeah. and so, uh, so yeah, I had to, I had to rely on the Holy spirit for grace to give him the space to process what he needed to process, not nag, not push, mm-hmm. not press. Like there were some days, um, you know, being Vic can be really uh, transparent. Like he was questioning everything, and you know, I had to. It, it's a weird dynamic, and I know this isn't probably what I don't know most people would advise, but like I had to just give him the space to just question everything. Like, don't make anything certain right now. Like, okay, you don't know if the sky is blue today. All right, you know, I'm being dramatic, but like, yeah. Yeah, just, like just yeah, okay. If it's not blue, what happened? You know, <laughs> what what's still steady in your life? Like. If you don't know what's happening tomorrow, if you don't know what's going to happen with our relationship, if you don't know if this was the right decision for us to move, if you don't, you know, what if if you don't know those things, like what do you know? What's mm-hmm. something solid that you can put mm-hmm. your feet on? And, you know, and the Holy Spirit really gave me that strategy because I'm not a trained therapist or anything. <laughs> I didn't stretch the imagination, but he said, he was like, tell him to find what is stable in his life. And like, even at one point we got to the bare bones of it and I was like, okay, what's your name? Like mm-hmm. Josh, you know, do you remember that conversation? Mm-hmm. Wow. I was like, I was like, how tall are you? You know, like you are black. <laughs> you are my husband. Yeah. <laughs> your name is Josh. Like, I love you. And whether you believe me or not, that is a stable fact. Like, and then there was times when he, you know, hit a moment of vulnerability and I had to just let him talk and not interrupt. And that's hard. It, it is. Women is hard. Hard. It <laughs> is. Oh like, I want to respond to that so Let me take her a light, man. Let me, let me take her spotlight. Not even the spotlight, just like, I want to respond to okay, things yeah, that he was I'm saying. Sure. You know, like sometimes it was like, like I want to make the point or have the last word. Like it wasn't even like arguments at that yeah. point. It was just like, you pour you're finally mind. talking. So now I'm like, now I want to have a conversation, but you just need to get this out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, but yeah, we've, we've had... 
the most transparent conversations of our life since then. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. not even just our marriage, of our lives, I think. Yeah, that, that made me emotional when you were talking about just asking him, like, what's your name? Mm-hmm. Like, how tall are you? Mm-hmm. Like, I love you. Like, I can only imagine what other people are, some people are feeling out there. Probably a lot of people are feeling out yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Like, you even had God in your heart, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you were a believer when you were going through that. So that just shows you, like, I think some people as believers – um, they could feel like God left them. Or they're right. like, where are you? And then they're like, I'm never going back to that because, mm-hmm. you know, that didn't do anything for me. Mm-hmm. But like God never left you. He, he was did. there with you. Yeah. And so what, if you um, want to get vulnerable, like what is something that, like from your perspective going through that, like how did you see God in the midst of that? Like, at, well, like when was your turning point to get where you are today? Man, just realizing that I can't do this life without him. Um, and, and that he blessed me with her because he knew that I needed her. Like, um, just, you know, she's different than me in a lot of ways, but God knew I needed different. Yeah. <laughs> he, he didn't need someone like myself. He needed someone like her. And, and I know, I know God gave me her. And the more I, during that period of time, the more I thought about it. And the more I talk to God about it, it's like, all right, God, I'm, I, I'm not, I'm not vibing too well right now. But I know at the end of the day, you gave me her, you blessed me with her, and we're just gonna do what we got to do to work it out. Yeah. Um. Even though everything is coming against me right now, mentally, all that stuff. Like at the end of the day, I know you gave me her, and because I want to honor you and honor my commitment, I'm gonna, you know, make sure that you know we we stick with this thing. And, you know, once we finally got to that place, things just, you know, started getting better. But um, it, it, it did take a little while to get to that place. But, you know, we finally got there. And then ever since, the, I, I think, honestly, since we moved here, we've had more uh, intense slash real conversations than the previous seven years of our marriage. Wow. Really? And we've had, we've had plenty of, uh, <laughs> of, you know, conversations in our marriage, you know, prior to moving here. But. Nothing like, nothing like we've had the last year of being here. That's um, awesome. Like I said, like I said earlier, like taking up, taking us away from the familiar. Yeah. Um. Sometimes, like, mm-hmm. it's so easy to, uh, you know, when we're in those familiar settings and stuff like that, like to occupy our time with, like, you know, being around certain people and then not really facing what you need to face. Like when, when we, when we, you know, when we've been here, it's like. All right, it's just us, like yeah. for real. Like we really gotta, you know, be be a team, and you know, not occupying our times and stuff with familiarity is like, no, we gotta rely on on each other even more. And I think that's in the midst of everything that we went through that really helped us like grow in our relationship. Wow. And on top of that, like like we said, the tension produces strength. So like, mm-hmm. you know, if you put pressure on something, like you boil water. <laughs> whatever impurities are in it are going to rise to the surface and, you know, evaporate out. Like it's the same kind of thing. Like um, I love hearing the, there's like a story that I've read about um, uh, basically they're doing like a metaphor of what the silversmith does whenever they're like purifying silver and they pour, you know, there's, it could be just rock, like dirty, nasty, whatever, into these huge vats that boil and all the impurities rise to the top and they take this little sifter and they get all this stuff off the surface. And the silversmith knows that the silver is ready to be like made into jewelry or into nice things when he looks at it and he can see his reflection in it. 
And mm. that's just a symbol of like what God does with us. Like we moved to Dallas and immediately <laughs> got thrown into a boiling pot. <laughs> and like mm. all of the heat and all of the pressure, the impurity started rising to the top. So for a little while we was looking at that pot and that's all we could see. Mm. You know, it's like, oh my gosh, there's so much crap in here that we didn't even know. Like it looked okay on this, you know, at first, but then when it got melted down and with some pressure and some heat applied, like mm. you're going through grief, you're going through mental health issues, you're going through strain in your marriage, you're going through financial difficulty, like mm-hmm. whatever those things, those life pressures produce that thing that's purifying you, but you don't see it at the time. You mm-hmm. just see it as like, Oh my gosh, this sucks. This hurts, yeah. you know? And so we had to continuously like even, and I mean, I know I can say this cause he's a man of faith, like in the middle of that crazy mental battle, he still knew God, like still mm. knew God on the throne. And like, even if he thought like anything else or, you know, like thoughts about himself, negative thoughts about himself or doubting himself as a man or anything like that, like he could still find, find that as a concrete thing. And mm. that let him know, like, if we can believe God's on the throne, God made me, you know, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. God knows the plans he has for mm. us. If you can get that bare, just foundational scripture, mm. like he knows the plans are good, not evil. He mm. wants to prosper me, not to harm me, to give me a hope and a future, not mm. just a present, not just this present suffering, but a future that's bright in him. Then, you know, you can see beyond the crap that's floating on the surface and be like, okay, God, I'm ready. He'll slowly start removing that stuff. And it's painful. It's like surgery to get it all out. And I'm not even saying that we're just pure and perfect now, obviously, but um, you know, the more pressure that's applied, like, like you said, doing the things that are uncomfortable causes that tension. It causes that pressure and it causes the stuff to rise to the surface. So you can actually deal with it. Because I, I, like I said before, I don't think that we would have had these types of moments or have gone through this stuff if we had stayed in Tulsa, but it would have been way more comfortable Mm -hmm. and we wouldn't have grown as much. We wouldn't Mm -hmm. have grown as close together. We wouldn't have grown as close to God. We wouldn't have grown as close to new people like Mm -hmm. you guys. Like it's produced so much growth and there's so much more purity and so much more clarity because we went through the fire. And now you can just give glory to God that exactly. he got y'all here. And I think it's awesome. Like you come home and he's just, you know, listening to worship music and crying in those hard times. So I feel like when we get to the place, like we get, like I'll speak personally for me, like the worry or even, and I like that you said you're careful with words that you say, but sometimes, I mean, there are, we need to label it so we can call it out. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, depression. Sometimes you can struggle with depression. That's what that word is. So let's just call it out as it mm-hmm. is and yeah. focus on, okay, what's the scripture that I can stand on over this feeling? Mm-hmm. Like the joy of the Lord is my strength. Right. That's what I know right now. That's what I'm going to stand on Um, and like worry and stuff. But personally, I just, I, I have to like surrender it to god Mm -hmm. and i feel like in the moment of surrendering it and letting go of the control even letting go letting go of the knowing of why do i feel like this Mm -hmm. there's no reason for me to feel depressed right now my life is great like people have it worse out there like we are in such a good i would tell him i have so many moments i'm like babe like i feel so sad and I'm beating myself down for it because there's no reason why I should be feeling mm-hmm. sad. Like, what is it? Which this? makes you feel worse. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, I have no yeah. reason to feel like this. So God, I'm going to release the like needing to know why I feel like this. Because I know a lot of, there could be a lot of factors yeah. with your health, like hormonally yeah. could be affecting it. Absolutely. Or it could be the enemy trying to come against you. It could be because I would literally try to like 
like d- study like what am I thinking? What am I mm. focused on for me to feel like we this? Like to know stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I just couldn't find a reason. It was just a feeling. So mm. that can and I've been saying this lately is like that that feeling is gonna go, just bring me closer to God. Mm-hmm. But if I wasn't feeling worried right now, I have no reason to go to Him because I'm just chilling. Wow. I'm, yeah. I'm so cruising. Yeah. I'm vibing with God, which is a great place to be too. But that's not where growth is gonna happen, which is like I like what we're talking about right mm-hmm. now. It kind of goes yeah. with that. The mm-hmm. pressure is just like that's where growth is gonna happen. I'm having this hard feeling right now, and this is what's gonna grow me closer to God. This is what's gonna get me to start speaking the truth over myself. This is what's gonna get me yeah. to go above that with Him and know that like it's not out of my strength; it's out of His strength. Yeah. So anytime you do feel, if you still struggle with stuff like that, like it's just to bring us closer to Him because it's an emotion; it's a feeling that we feel. Mm-hmm. We all I feel like we all and feel it's legit. it. It's yeah. And He's not intimidated by it. No. Like and what you said is so powerful because like I've gotten to know God as Father in mm. a different way this past year. Wow, I really have. Like, and it's like until you let your weakness show, His strength can't make up the difference for it. You know, like you're walking around like you got it all together. Mm. Like He's like, well, there's no room for me. <laughs> mm. It's not that He can't fill it. Mm. It's it's that you're not even acknowledging that it's empty. Mm. You know. Like we gotta acknowledge our humanity so that we can get his infinite deity. You know, like we gotta figure out ways to like okay, you know, like when David prayed in Psalms, like created me a, a clean heart so that I can serve you. Mm. Like I think that those two things go more hand in hand than we realize. Like mm. I need I need a clean heart. So it's acknowledging that mine is <laughs> mine is dirty. Even mm. if I don't know what's in it or I can't identify or diagnose it or whatever. Like there's something in me that's human, which means it's not perfect. So God just make it new today. Just clean, whatever is out. Like I'm in the middle of doing this detox right now. (laughs) Yeah. Just like drinking a ton of water and this green juice in the morning. And I forgot to take my supplement before we ate, but, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, but yeah, like it just in those moments, like it's so important for us to just acknowledge like, God, I don't know everything. Right. I don't got it all together. And he knows that already, but mm-hmm. it helped. It does something for us to acknowledge our weakness because in his weak, in our weakness, he's strong. Mm-hmm. Like his strength is made perfect in our weakness. But if we don't even acknowledge that we have weakness, how can we get his strength? Right. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the most beautiful things about being a human. And it sucks because a lot of American culture is so against being open and yeah. vulnerable yeah. and showing that you're not invincible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Like being so open and admitting that you don't have it all together mm-hmm. is one of the most beautiful things I feel like that I can see in a person because I can know that you're going to be real with me. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Like I can relate to you. Yeah, you're, you're a human just like me. Yes. Like you feel like the same things that I feel. And it really, I think about that kind of often. Like, I think other cultures and other uh, countries have it different than America um, because we're so spoiled here. <laughs> we have a lot of things that we have a lot of things that uh, a lot of other people would die for, mm-hmm. like kill for. And like, mm-hmm. we have a convenience where we can literally come together like this and mention the name of Jesus or mention the name of God and not get killed over it. Right. <laughs> like, right. We have it so easy. Um, and, and, and it makes, I just feel like it creates such an atmosphere, um, for people to just feel like they have it all together mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong. Like we have the best of the best and we're Americans. Yeah. 
Do you feel like you have any areas of, like that in your life? <clears throat> Just like feel like you have it all together and like, well, I feel like we all do have some oh, yeah. kind of areas yeah. like that in our <laughs> life. Yeah, like, I, I definitely, definitely do. Um, I think a lot of it, when, when I come home from work, I always try to have it like together because I don't want to have, I don't want to be a mess when I get home, yeah. you know, and, and, and it's very hard. Like when I do come home and I'm, like yesterday yeah. when, I, when you walked in and I'm just like, bro. And I haven't seen them all week. I've been in Dallas all week for yeah. a World Trade Market Center mm. job. And I came home and he was just so exhausted. And like, I was like, okay, like I'm going to pray. Because I was fired up with God. What God did in this week at the World Trade Market Center and all the divine appointments and the just the encounters with his. I was just so overwhelmed. Like mm. I had a breakthrough this week. Wow. Um, yeah, I had it, and it, I came home crying. Like it was a whole thing, you know. It's like God really showed up. Like That's that was awesome. so cool. <laughs> and so I'm fired up, and I'm coming home, and he's dead. Dead. <laughs> like he's just exhausted. And so I'm like, okay, like I'm just gonna pray. Like yeah. I literally was like, I'm just gonna pray. <laughs> and that was a little out of my comfort zone because usually I'll be like, I'll kind of feel like I'm walking on eggshells a little bit. And he's never made that like a thing like i just kind of um took that on like gotcha. is it okay if i pray right now mm -hmm. like and i mean i feel like that's okay too instead of just being like i'm gonna force this right. like i could just right. feel like hey can i like pray over you i kind of feel don't like, make it weird yeah don't make it weird right um but prayer's not weird just yeah. don't make it weird yeah and i feel like sometimes we can i don't know why so i'm trying not to make it weird but um I just was like, you know what? I'm going to pray. Okay. So I just like prayed and ended up praying like that his cup would be filled and stuff. And so he just communicated to me like, it's just because I'm exhausted doesn't mean my cup's not filled. Mm -hmm. And it, I, I'm my cup is still filled. I'm just so exhausted from this job. Like I had a very long week. Mm -hmm. And so it was just interesting just coming home to the different kind of like, I'm fired up. Mm -hmm. He's not, but it still felt good and I have to trust like, he still has a relationship with God just right. because he's so exhausted. It doesn't yeah, mean right. he's still human. Yeah. Yeah. Still human. Uh, hearing how you guys have gone through a season of like having those vulnerable conversations, it, it tells me like I, that's something that I, I definitely can do better at. Like in a situation like that where I'm exhausted when she comes in, like I could totally like explain like what's going on and mm -hmm. open up about my week mm -hmm. and tell her what's, you know, just what's on my, my heart and my mind. So it's very encouraging to hear that what you guys have gone through and like the pressure that you guys have gone through, like you were talking about and all, all of the, the dirty kind of just being sifted off of the top and just being able to open up to each other like that in, uh, in marriage. And that's just one of the beautiful things about marriage. Like it really pushes each other right. in, into very uncomfortable places. Yeah. But it is, it, thank you guys for, for sharing that story because yeah. that, that really encourages me to do that in my, my marriage. It's just something that I feel like I can do a lot better at, uh, with communicating just my mind, just my mm -hmm. heart, because mm -hmm. I don't, a lot of the times I, I feel like I don't want to like bombard. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Like, I, mm -hmm. and you probably can speak into this more because that's something that we really had to work through too, is like protecting the other person from how you really feel. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, go ahead. Cause I know you got something to say. Well, <laughs> I was, I was going to say, I, I do that a lot because a lot of times I don't want how I feel to affect what she's doing or like, you know, what she's, you know, you know, dealing with in her day or anything like that. But, you know, I, I would say, um, she was talking about earlier how, you know, she would want to deal with things right away. And I would be like a, like a processor contemplator. 
in a way, our marriage has grown. Like, I don't even wait as long to contemplate about stuff anymore. Like, because I want to deal with it. Yeah. And I know, like, if she sees it on me that something's wrong, whatever, I don't want to shut her out and be like, no, just let me process whatever. Whatever's like, no, I, I need to talk about this because the longer I contemplate, the more, you know, negative thoughts come into play and stuff like that. So, like, even growth in our marriage has been like, okay, I know how I typically am is I contemplate, but that's not what's healthy is for our marriage yeah. and our relationship. Yeah. And like, even with him, I always call him my bodyguard. I mean, he's six <laughs> five, right? Strong, broad-shouldered man, right? <laughs> like, yes, my bodyguard. But in a lot of ways, like, I know that he really took that persona on. Like, he was trying to protect me from him. Mm. I was like, I don't need protecting from you. You know, like, I, I want to be in there with you. If you're in the trenches, I'm, I'm going to come sit by you. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be on the outside looking in like you need some water like (laughs) that's terrible to me like you know i want to i want to be in this with you Mm -hmm. and i think that that mindset kind of like it took some some shifting for both of us because Mm -hmm. like he said um with you know like trying to process and contemplate and all that kind of stuff like he's he's gotten more to where he's ready to deal with stuff and i've gotten more to where maybe i should have thought about this a little longer <laughs> like so we're starting to like even out a little bit more and i think it just happens naturally <laughs> marriage is the biggest mirror you could ever look yeah. into you know yeah. you're watching your spouse and seeing a reflection of who you really are like everything that i spew out give out you know <laughs> say do whatever automatically affects you in some kind of way and i took his last name so like when i go out i represent the dunlaps like it's not just me anymore you know i always tell my single friends like marriage is the biggest slap in the face you'll ever get the biggest best slap in the face the best slap it's a slap it's a good one it'll wake you up it's like that cold shower (laughs) girl that cold shower I'll sit there for like five seconds. I'm like, okay, I'm done. But he's like, you gotta be in there at least thirty seconds. And I'm like, it's tough. But somebody, one of my, yeah, one of my, um, oh my gosh, Ava, come here, mama. One of my clients actually does the cold showers, and she says she'll take that moment to worship and mm, press dang. through. Wow. Yeah, I'd be doing that when, when. Well, I need to get back to working out. But when I would be working out. Like, I would start praying in the spirit. Like, it was hurting. And I'd be like, <laughs> yeah. Just like trying to get through the last, like, cycle of reps. <laughs> and it would help. It, it really does. was. It's that weakness and strength tension again. Like, yeah. okay, God, I need your strength because <laughs> mine's gone. You yeah. know? Yeah. I, I didn't even know that that's really how you felt to go back to what you're saying that you would feel like you'd be, like, putting it on me. Mm-hmm. But, like, God created women to be with the man, to be your helper. Right. Yeah. And, like, I think also that. Like us, we are very, I'm not saying that y'all aren't like sensitive to mm-hmm. God's presence and, but y'all are sensitive in a different kind of way. Mm-hmm. Like we, like, how can I explain this? You know what I'm I saying? I where you're going. Yeah. It's almost like I heard Pastor Lindsay say it on stage. Like we need the men to like, yeah. um, like us women. She's like, I don't really feel like I need to talk to women because like we're easily to get there. But like, men, we need you to step up and worship and you know, go after God's heart, but there's just something about, I think God created us to get there more quicker, like emotionally mm-hmm. to like help you guys in certain areas. Like God mm-hmm. gave y'all strengths that we don't have, but that's something I think we can tap in emotionally, like easier. And like, that's to help y'all. So like, if y'all are going through those things, we are supposed to be there to help you. That's why we can be quick to be like, can we pray over you mm-hmm. in this area? Can we put some, just, let's just sit in silence, put some worship music on in this area. Like mm-hmm. I think, God created us to be able to come around you guys and help that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, it's definitely 
something I'm still very, very much learning. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, we're not even two years in yet <laughs> yeah. of, of actual marriage. Uh, and it's, it's, it's definitely a tool like to be able to do that and open up, like be able to have those vulnerable conversations of what's going on in here mm -hmm. and not just like speaking from, you know, like what, what is going to be like a good conversation right now between, between us, like we want to have those uncomfortable conversations. Yeah. Like that's what makes a marriage. That's what makes a good marriage. Mm. Uh, so yeah, that's something definitely I'm, I'm still learning and going through. Yeah. And, and it's, it's something that you'll be doing the rest of your life. Yeah. 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 It's, it's a lifelong. Yeah. It's not like, Oh, I'm three years. You done had all the uncomfortable right. conversations. Like, yeah. no, yeah. <laughs> it, I know people that have been married 40, 50 years that still have uncomfortable conversations. Yeah. You're always growing and evolving. I mean, yeah. I hope you are. Yeah. You know, I hope yeah. you're not staying stagnant and just being the same person for 20 years. So like, as he evolves, as she evolves, as I evolve, as he evolves, like we're all going to have to get to know this new person mm -hmm. over and over and over again. Like, I think you brought it up earlier, but like our westernized civilization, like, the way that our culture is, is just so, is countercultural to heaven in a lot of ways. And like, we got to identify mm. what are the things that God said about a man? Mm. What are the things that God said about a man of a house, a husband, a father, a brother? Like, um. what are the things that it says in the word that we can apply to this, you know, our mm -hmm. American 2024? <laughs> like, yeah. because like a lot, yeah, like a lot of men think, Oh well, this you know this is gonna be a burden, and I, I gotta the be the man of the house. Sorry, we got this one. We we'll just right. have to rock with this one. <laughs> it's all good. Sorry, you know, like th there's that burden of like you gotta be the man of the house. You gotta provide. You gotta take care of everything. You can't put anything on her. You can't burden her with this. You can't. And it's like, does the Bible say that? Like, you know, if you find a scripture, let me know. But like, I haven't seen it. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that, you know, like I I told him, I was like, I, I realized it was like something clicked and the Holy Spirit really just revealed to me. Like, he's trying to protect you from himself. Mm. Like, and, and I don't know at the time, I mean, honestly, like still talking through it, even right now. I don't know if it's that he felt like I sometimes I say because he's like my big teddy bear, but he can turn into a grizzly bear <laughs> if I need him to be my bodyguard. And so I was like, I think you're trying to protect me from the grizzly bear. Like, I don't I don't need protecting from like I'm designed to handle him. You know, like I'm designed for him and we've oh. knit our souls together and like God has blessed it and all of that that happens in marriage. And so, like, I know for a fact, like if it's something that you bring to the table, I am graced for you. And mm. if, if I bring something to the table, you are graced for me. Yeah. And that, that, you know, that keeps us like both full in a mm. sense and both being able to like be vulnerable with each other, be transparent with each other, grow with each other and not feel like, am I putting too much on him? Cause like I, I, I mean, this week had that thought, like, do I tell him about this situation that is frustrating? Oh, yeah, or do she, I yeah. not? Or do I she just did. keep it in? Because if I tell him, he's going to be upset and not upset at me, but upset at the situation. Yeah. He's going to want to do something about it. And I just, and, you know, like, and I was like, stop. You can't protect him from you. Mel. you got to just be honest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, cause you need him and he needs you. So like you coming home and faking it, he can see it in a heartbeat. I, I think I'm good. Like, I'd be like, hey, babe. He's like, what's wrong? <laughs> All I said was, hey, I'm fine. No, you're not. Like, you know. That's a beautiful thing, though, man. That's yeah. yeah. so beautiful. I love, I love marriage for that exact reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But we are at over an hour now. <laughs> I really feel like we could talk for like for two real? days straight. Like, We're going to have to have like part two. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll definitely part have two. you guys back this on so here. Good. This was mm -hmm. definitely a lot of fun. And 
just our conversations i know we can go anywhere and talk about anything and <laughs> yeah. still have a good time but thank you guys again thank for you for joining us thank and you. being our very first guest thank on the podcast. you yeah for real <laughs> for first any. time on a podcast no. and you know hopefully the the first of many but just thank y'all for just letting us be a part of your platform yeah. and yeah just allowing us to just transparently talk absolutely yeah, thank you for yeah. being transparent and vulnerable too and yeah. sharing things that are hard because that's what we want this podcast to really be about is people that can come in and be raw and real and we mm-hmm. know that it'll reach people that are going through similar stuff or could really like you never know like sharing your stories sharing what y'all went through mm-hmm. one little thing that y'all went through could just like rock somebody's world or just help yeah. change the circumstance of how they are feeling so that's what we really hope. That's why we like this. Yeah. You know, hearing that. other people's stories and stuff is awesome and powerful. Well, it's power your testament. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm sorry that the other camera died. So you're just looking at us <laughs> when they talk. But we're still I, here. <laughs> we are still here. You can still hear their voices. And I hope the viewers and listeners, I hope you all gain something from this. Um, we hope that you can take at least one thing out of this and apply it to your life. Um, but with that, I'm going to wrap up this episode. Until next time, guys, we are definitely going to have you guys back. Yeah, uh, this was a, a really fun conversation to have. Ava, come on. I know, our Get dog down. is just... Come on. Oh, she loves you guys. To, she wants to stare into my eyes. <laughs> but we love you guys. We love yeah. you guys. Love you yeah. all. We'll see you guys next time. Until then, see things from a higher view. And we'll see you guys uh, next time. See you. Peace out. <laughs>